Welcome to All Students of Stanford Unite, the official podcast of the Associated Students of Stanford University and Stanford Student Enterprises. I'm your host, Cricket Beidelman, and today's guest is the ASSU Senate Chair, Michael Brown. Michael, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me on Cricket. My name is Michael Brown. I use he and his pronouns. I'm a rising junior majoring in political science, and I'm from Houston, Texas, but I'm working and living in Berkeley, California this summer, and I have lived in my first two, for my first two years in Ujima House, and I'm excited to get back to campus whenever we make it back. I think a lot of students have been feeling that way. I know I have. So what have you been doing for work this summer? This summer, I've had a few main positions. First, working um, work-study at the Black House the Black Community Services Center, working on a number of programming uh, events this summer and also planning for the next quarter and really the whole next year with most of programming being virtual. I'm also working with Professor Michael Toms and the political science professor um, alongside a number of incredible folks doing the Bassett Fellowship. Um, And my research is focused on political campaigns and political debates. So I've really been able to have that consciousness during this 2020 election. And I'm finally working part-time as a public relations intern at a wine PR firm called Charles Communications Associates based in SF. And so it's been a really busy summer along with a number of individual projects. but also really rewarding. I've done a little bit of public relations work and I've really enjoyed it. How do you think that has been affected by the pandemic? I think the pandemic has allowed for me to have uh, more balance in terms of work and life. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I was on campus still in my classes um, and I decided to take a somewhat rigorous course load. And I I just realized that the boundaries between work and life were always meshing too closely. And sometimes they were intertwined inappropriately. And so I think this summer I've learned how to balance my work and life, um, how to develop my like professional self, but also spend time on my personhood and like spending time with family and friends and finding meaning in work and also understanding that productivity is important but it's it's something that can be sustained with healthy working habits and you know having a livelihood outside of work that's interesting so what kind of advice do you have for people who are trying to balance self-care with academics and hanging out with family and friends. I think this school year in particular, people are going to be concerned that all of their time will be consumed by school and that they won't have time for maintaining relationships. I think that's definitely a huge concern um, that I still have now. Um, I think for myself, last quarter was the balance of it was um, looking and thinking about the things that helped me to feel whole. I think we lose sight of the routine that we have 
um, from our in-person classes where you have like your classes that you go to, but also you have a lot of different opportunities and events that you go to outside of that, which kind of allow you to replenish yourself. And so I definitely recommend talking to friends, still going to activities uh, virtually on Zoom here and there, having moments, game nights with your friends if you're like co-op living like I am or with your family if you're at home and just finding different ways to connect with the world. I think it's important also to remember, and I have to tell myself all the time, you're in a pandemic, like you aren't going to be able to perform 110% the way that you are used to and understand that everyone else is going through similar struggles. I think it's important to talk about some of the difficulties that we all have, even when we want to put on a brave face and act like we have everything all together. Because, you know, it's not it's not easy to do work as a senator, as a student, as a person to live through all the drama that we're living through. So I think it's just important to be honest with yourself and be patient with yourself and give yourself that time to rest and relax. So what do you think the faculty should be doing then for students? Because it seems like there was a lot of difficulty figuring out a fair grading policy for spring quarter, etc. And I know that it seems like Stanford needs to maintain a high standard for students, but there also needs to be a balance so that students can take care of themselves effectively. Yes, I think that's that is, is it is literally impossible. And I think the the experiment spring quarter of having universal pass fail, although um, it, it revealed something that's important to me, at least individually. Um, and this is the lesson that I learned in my courses. What does it mean to be here um, and to be learning in this moment, especially in this moment. Um, and generally, you know, I think having pass fail allowed me to focus on enjoying what I was learning, um, actually, you know, taking the time to, to meet the moment that I was going to have in class, to be intentional about the way that I was learning, especially given all of what was happening outside the world. And in a lot of my classes, I think the best experiences I had was where were was where I had professors that moved the cl the class around to fit the moment that we were in, in terms of the work requirements that we had, and also in terms of the type of things we were learning about. In my power class, we were encouraged to read more about the protests and look at different speeches. And in my political science class, we were also encouraged to learn about race relations. And so to make our education more meaningful in this moment is important. And also to have grace and patience because some folks are working 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week, plus at home, at grocery stores, working still virtually for their on-campus jobs. And I think people are also dealing with death and their families with COVID. And so there's much need for grace and for us to remember, you know, what's the purpose of our education? Um, what are we here for? We aren't here to complete a ton of random PSETs and exams. We're here to learn these lessons and be able to apply them to real world situations. Speaking of exams, 
The finals period for each quarter this year has been suspended, and professors have been discouraged from giving finals, but some still insist on giving, as they put it, exams on the last day of class. So what changes would you like to see professors making to their curriculums and to their ways of thinking about approaching classes? I believe um, that professors understand good and well what it means to have a midterm, week nine, week 10. Um, it's a cop-out. It's really a way for professors. And I understand um, this affects different subjects in different areas differently. But I know especially in a lot of STEM subjects, folks are being made to have exams week nine, week 10. Um, and that's not appropriate. If there's not supposed to be a final exam, then let's honor that, the spirit of that. Like, let's respect the reason why that exists because we don't know what's going to happen and we don't need to have high stakes testing in a moment where someone's mother could have just died or in a moment where there's just so much unrest. People are going through evictions and are facing hunger. And so let's just think about what's important right now, whether having another midterm is that important versus, you know, having an assignment or something that demonstrates mastery and intentionality throughout the course and demonstrates, you know, the ability for whatever knowledge was meant to be learned to be used in the real world. I absolutely agree. So thank you for bringing that up. And... Let's move on to the Senate. Would you mind talking about what the Senate has done this summer and what the Senate does in general? Yes. So the Senate generally is one half of the legislative body. Uh, the other half is the Graduate Student Council. Um, and there are 15 undergraduate senators who represent people of all grade levels. Um, well, with the exception of first years, and also who come from a variety of backgrounds, be it academically, be it geographically or racially, um, in terms of socioeconomic status. And we're all there together to advocate on the behalf of Stanford students and to advocate for change with regard to university policy, with regard to the campus culture, and to also facilitate discourse on important issues and bring attention and bring to light issues going on in the Stanford community and in the community surrounding Stanford. This past quarter or so, spring quarter, um, when we started our last, when we started our uh, 20, our session as the 21st undergraduate senate, got busy quick. We had to work a lot on racial justice and we passed a George Floyd resolution in which we got co-sponsorship from um, students at the University of Minnesota. The, the president and vice president co-sponsored that bill and we had meetings with them in order to talk about uh, the issue of policing on campus. And that's been one of the main focuses that I've had personally this summer working with um, black graduate students and also working with students from a variety of communities to advocate for change to policing on campus. But we also had to deal with accommodations and Munir and I had calls with 
students at other universities at Yale, MIT to understand what steps they were taking, not only in terms of um, advocating for accommodations from professors and from the administration, but also finding ways to support individual students within the community and also um, to support and facilitate conversations about how we need to do better moving forward. I think one main point that we have as a synod is creating a culture of um, care on our campus within the student body, but also creating a culture of care and awareness amongst the, fa the faculty and the administrators that, you know, the decisions that are made at our university affect certain people a lot more than others. Black students, Indigenous students, Latinx students, Asian American students, international students, disabled students, queer students, low-income students, first-generation students, you know, there's so many people who are disproportionately affected by policies such as, you know, a last-minute switch-up in whether we'd be coming to campus. And so that's our general life work. But we're also continuing advocacy, you know, for a lot of those communities, for example, when there was a decision made by ICE and the federal government to limit visas for international students based off of online classes, a number of senators uh, worked alongside folks in ASSU exec to launch the Students to Stay campaign, which attracted national attention and had over 50 student governments across the United States signing on to this letter in order to get ICE to change their policy. Um, and so our goals this summer have been to maintain advocacy on a variety of areas, including Title IX. We had that whole process of change this summer, um, but also to put in the work to plan for the next year and to make the ASSU more sustainable, the work that we do, and you know, also the impact that we have to make that greater. Um, so one of the, like the biggest things from this summer is that both the Senate and the exec are expanding their branches and are bringing on folks to work on um, as aides in the Senate. And I believe the exec has fellows. The Senate now, we haven't started publicizing this yet, but we should be doing so in the next few weeks alongside our SAP program, which is the Senate Associate Program, which are going to be our two main ways of getting more and more people involved, and importantly, having more folks be trained up in how to advocate successfully um, and effectively on the behalf of the student body. So I know the future is a bit unpredictable, but what plans does the Senate have? Yeah, so that's a great question. There's a lot of great progress that's been made this summer, again, on issues of sexual violence, racial violence, and racial justice in terms of improving campus culture, free speech issues, all of these things and projects which I personally have been working on for the past year, in addition to, you know, a lot of the different movements that we've been seeing, like Basic Needs Stanford, I know, um, launched this past week, Sexual Violence Free Stanford, Stanford Students for Workers' Rights are still maintaining their work, who's teaching us, etc. All of these campaigns are 
they're really the future, I believe, of how the ASSU can do work and how we can facilitate, you know, our connections to faculty, administrators, the institution, really, to um, elevate the voices of people who are, you know, more directly engaged with the student leadership aspects of certain particular things. And so I'll say, like, the ASSU is going to maintain um, its advocacy, you know, generally for increasing um, community center budgets, maintaining, you know, funding for a variety of different programs for fly students, for international students. Um, but, you know, one of the major things we will be doing in this next year is creating more forward thinking just generally in terms of the first year planning that's going on still um the university planning in general which will be affected heavily by COVID, and it's important i think for us to focus on you know creating this expectation around putting students interests first in decision making so in whatever we're working on be it um, fly advocacy campus life free speech and political engagement, mental health and wellness, faculty diversity. Um, it's a it's really the emphasis is going to be on creating a pedagogy that works for students within the administration, within the student body as well, to ensure that people care about what's happening. That sounds really awesome and I'm so excited to see what the Senate does this year. I hope everyone else is too. It sounds like you all are tackling some big issues and hoping to accomplish a lot, so I can't wait. Um, in the meantime, it sounded earlier like you have a passion for racial justice and culture, and I'm wondering if that will be incorporated into your future. What goals do you have for yourself? At this point, I'm not totally sure what I want to do with my future. Um, a lot of times I, I think either about going back into my community and getting involved in local politics and organizing there, but at other times, I think about getting involved with nonprofit work or potentially going and working at a consulting firm for a few years and then starting my own sort of operation and making a difference and, you know, a in a variety of ways. But for now, I'm just going to continue taking fun classes in political science and I'm also taking a class in African and African American studies again this year. This quarter along with the French class. That's my plan as of now. And so I'm just trying to enjoy that and also participate in as many fellowships and programs as possible, meet new people, network, and find out about what other opportunities exist for me. Well, that sounds awesome. And I'm very excited to see what you have in store for yourself. I think a lot of Stanford students have very bright futures and you're definitely one of them. So one last question before we go. What's one piece of advice that you have for Stanford faculty and administration? Um, at this point, uh, I, I think for, for myself, it's important to recognize we live in the 21st century and Stanford has the opportunity always to be a leader as an institution and not a follower. So I think whenever we have discussions on the historical pedagogies that have informed our institution, you know, the same pedagogies that say that we shouldn't departmentalize 
African and African-American studies, it's time to question those pedagogies. It's 2020 and Stanford ought to look at how it can be a leader as an institution rather than a follower. Well, that sounds like a sentiment that a lot of students have echoed, including me. I hope that the Stanford faculty begins to or continues to take this into account. I know for me this means Stanford as an institution should begin to prioritize what learning is. And as you have said, a lot of times it's not just about the academics. It's about figuring out what it means to be successful. It's about figuring out limits and how to take care of yourself. So I hope people take that into account. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it talking to you today. And that's our guest for today, Michael Brown, the Senate chair for 2020 and 2021. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to submit any feedback to communications at assu.stanford.edu. And please feel free to subscribe and share. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Once again, this is Cricket Beidelman signing off.